0: Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me today. Today I wanna to talk about, well, I, you know, this really doesn't have a title and maybe we'll develop on as we go through this, but I wanna talk about, you know, how how do we move a customer through the decision-making process? I mean, let's just kinda of just think about this for a second. How do we move a customer through a decision-making process so they're more likely to make a decision and not defer a decision? In other words, not make a decision at all. Because studies have shown that 40% of customers that you talk to don't buy from your competitors. They simply don't make a decision. Status quo has become one of the biggest competitive challenges we have as salespeople. And so I I started ruminating about this. Yes, ruminating about this. And I said, you know, I said, what is it? I said, you know, what is a sales process, like a mental sales process, not like a standardized sales process, but a mental process for you to have in your mind when you're talking to a customer? And how do you know, as you're trying to move them through this decision-making process, how do you know they're actually moving with you mentally? Does that make sense? In other words, Let's say you're in there with a customer, right? And you know, let's say you have that 45-minute conversation, and you have that 45-minute conversation. But you know, maybe when you get to the end, you think it was a great deal. You think you did well. You think the presentation went well. But the customer says, ah, "Let me think about it." And then you know, they go dark, right? They never get back to you, even when you follow up. And you go, "What did I miss? Why? Why, why did it go dark? Why did the conversation go dark?" And and I'm saying, is there a way to really measure this? Is there a way to kind of be aware of what's going on in that room that you can say they're tracking with me or they're not tracking with me? So here here's some steps. I put together this simple outline, and you tell me if you're with me on this. And again, leave me some feedback. The the first step, and this is the obvious one because I've talked about this many times in the past, and so have many other people, is that you have to lead with some type of business insight. Now remember my definition of insight is information beyond the obvious. Now information beyond the obvious is you get the customer to go, "Huh. Never looked at it that way. Huh. I didn't know that." See, that's that's insight. When you're basically doing it, you know, you're you're it's almost like a paradigm shift with your customers are like, "I didn't know that." And when we talk about leading with insight, I think that's powerful because too often, you know, salespeople go in there and that immediately they get diarrhea of the mouth. You know, they do a data dump. You know, they show up and they throw up. You've all heard the saying, right? They get there and they start, blah, blah, here's who we are, here's our mission statement, here's our value proposition, here are the products we offer, here are all the companies we work with, blah, 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 blah. And the customer's like, after 15 minutes of hearing all this, the customer's almost tuning out. They're like, get to the point, why am I here? See, the customer's always thinking to themselves, you're taking up my time, tell me something I wanna hear. Tell me something of value that I wanna hear. And so that's why leading with business insight is always a powerful start. So, you know, if you could say, Mr. Customer, we've noticed that in your market there's been this boom, change, this event, this trigger event. That's really impacted your market. And because of that event, businesses like yours are now experiencing boom, loss number one. Then they're also experiencing boom, loss number two. And they're also being impacted, loss number three. In other words, these three losses could be, you know, they're impacting company revenues in your market space costs are going up, and market share is shrinking, Mr. Customer, in other words, you're creating that that mental environment that that they go, he understands, she understands. When the salesperson can actually articulate what's going on in that buyer's market, can articulate with insight what is happening, what is the impact, what are the unintended consequences of these changes in the market, and the customer says, yes. Victor gets it. The salesperson gets it. In other words, you're not going in there to ask hundred questions. You're going in there to say, here's what we're seeing. Because remember, the customers are in the bubble, you're outside the bubble. You're outside the bubble as a salesperson and you see what's happening in the market. You see the challenges that not only their company is facing, but similar companies in that industry are facing. And what customers value from you, the salesperson, is to walk in with that perspective, that insight, that, huh, I didn't think about it that way, really, I didn't know that was happening. Oh, you know, they start stroking their chin, rubbing their heads. You know, that's when you know that at that point, your business insight is good. In other words, the information you provide is good. And by the way, it's not easy to find insight, which is why if you have a marketing team, get together with them or get together with your colleagues and find out you know, what are people struggling with and then what's happening in the market, right? So the first step is provide that business insight that, you know, those two or three bullet points that make the customer go, oh, he understands or she understands. Step number two, if you do it right, then there's curiosity. Oh, I love this part. If you do business insight right, there's curiosity. And you'll often hear it stated in this way. Victor, tell me more about that. I never thought about that. Tell me more about that. Or tell me more about what's going on that. Or tell me how they did that, or how they dealt with that. See, that's curiosity on the customer side. In other words, they're, they're coming along with you on this mental journey of change, right? Because when they say, tell me more about that. Hmm, didn't know that. And then, the next step, so first is business insight, creates curiosity. Right, tell me more about that, Victor. But then, they ask you this question. This is the third step, I think. Now they move into exploring potential, right? They'll say something like this. You know, how can that work for us? Oh, I love when a customer says something like that. Well, you know, Victor, you mentioned these insights, and again, curiosity, they're asking questions, how it work for them. Well, okay, well, give me some ideas of how that would work for us. At that point, you know the customer's coming with you on the journey. And then, step number four, they want to explore options. You know, how would we use that, Victor? How would we use that on a daily basis? Let's take it off the PowerPoint, uh, let's take it from the slides, and let's move it into reality, Victor. You know, how would we be able to use that in our current situation? See, at this point, I've taken them from Business Insight, curiosity, tell me more, so let's explore potential, how would that work for us, now let's get into how would we use it, and now you know that you're bringing the customer along, right? And then you show them some business cases. I think this is the next step, almost like social proof, right? You show them some use cases, like well, how would it work for you? Well, let me tell you how it worked for a company we worked with in the past, right? And then what you're doing is you're gonna find companies that line up with them, in other words, if I'm talking to a, I don't know, a manufacturing plant that produces, I don't know, widgets, I'm gonna show them a use case study, a business case study of how we helped another widget company who had the same challenges. See, at this point, you know, and again, and you can measure engagement. When you're going through the business cases, you're you're measuring engagement. What do I mean by that? Is the customer asking you questions? Are they asking for clarification? Are they asking for more details? Are they providing input, feedback? Are they challenging you? Are they asking deep questions? This is when you know, when you're in the business case, when you're showing them what you've done for other people, if you get that level of engagement, I am telling you, the deal will not go dark. Okay, because what they're seeing now is you're positioning yourself as that trusted advisor. This person, no, Victor understands our business. And I think if you do that correctly, you can move in to the proposal phase. And again, if it's a complex sale, the deal's not going to be done there. But if it's a simple sale, maybe we can close the deal right there and then. But my, my point for this podcast is how can we ensure that when we're talking to a customer that they're with us, through this journey of decision-making so that when, again, we get to the end, they just don't go dark and never call us back if we can't close the deal there. Again, if you can close it, great, but if you can't, how do we ensure that it doesn't go dark? Well, the only way to ensure or to, let's say, increase the probability of not going dark is to make sure they're coming along with you during the presentation. So, again, begin with business insight. That business insight to lead to curiosity. Tell me more about that. That... Should lead to our exploring potential, right? Like exploring options. Uh, how would that work for us, Victor? You know, how can that work for us? And then you start getting into more definition and you explore real options. Well, tell us how we would use that, Victor. And then also go into business outcomes, right? What do you what do you want from this? And again, I think if you can show some business cases where you can show how it worked for other companies, you'll move them further along the decision-making process. So keep this in mind. What you want to do all the time is as you're having this conversation, is the group, is the person in front of you, or is the group in front of you, are they mentally joining you on this decision-making journey? And a lot has to do with your ability to be aware of how the conversation is going. Is there curiosity? Hmm, are they asking questions about options? Are they asking questions about how it would work for us? You get the idea. Anyway, that's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my online sales training platform, the Sales Mastery Academy. Over 25 courses, 300 videos, my 12 books, plus my new book, Sales X Machina, how Artificial intelligence is changing the world of selling. So if you're serious about increasing your sales ability, go to salesmasteryacademy.us. That's salesmasteryacademy.us to get access to all the videos and all my books. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi. I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes, but the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me, and it's always about them.